nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the Pickup app today. That's PKUP and wake up worry free. Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel, and we're joined by the champion, 2016 champion, and the points leader of 2021, Shane Van Gisbergen. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. No problem. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a wonderful season for you. You've been having a, a great time, been having some great races and some fantastic success. Of the 19 races run this year, you've won 11 of them. Some of them quite demonstrably so. Others, you have been a... Uh, a great competitor and I will actually touch on something that I saw on Sunday when Cam Waters won race 19 and you came over and shook his hand and congratulated him and I saw that very same thing I remember all those years ago that you love racing and you don't have to win to enjoy it and that's what I saw in your smile on that Sunday afternoon last weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's been, all, all the races have been pretty good this year like it's been awesome to go into every race knowing you've got a chance to win it as good as anyone but um yeah Sunday race three was, was pretty cool and, and you know he, he got a little bit lucky with the safety car they did a risky call to go around another lap and uh worked out for them and um yeah we couldn't couldn't make back the time we lost and I couldn't get back in front but yeah those kind of battles um, which are a little bit rare nowadays because it's kind of hard to, to race it around a street track. It was pretty good. So, yeah, certainly enjoyed it. One of the things that's been so uh, so obvious this year is that you have been more than just competitive. You've been the pace at the racetracks with the exception of Tail and Bend. And quite obviously, because three different drivers in three different Mustangs won there, why is the Mustang so good on Tail and Ben? I don't know if I agree with that. We were probably the fastest car on Sunday in the races, like um, got stuck behind Cam in the last one. And, okay, Anton was a little lucky with his engine, but we were right there. So, yeah, every every race, I think, we've been pretty much the fastest car, but certainly qualifying a little bit weak sometimes, especially in the colder tracks. So, but, yeah, it's the pace is always there. Quite obviously, the 500, the twin 250s at Townsville, your, your team was yep. extremely dominant. Um, yep. The following weekend, the uh, other teams had gone away and worked harder, it would seem, but not harder than Triple A had, but they had got the speed back that they'd missed because, you know, those two wins that you had on the opening weekend at Townsville were very, very strong weekends, 30 and 20 second wins. Yep, I agree, and um, that's not that's not normal, as we know. So we knew that other people were going to come out stronger. I'm not sure why there was that gap because normally there shouldn't be anything close to a 30 second gap, you know. So I think we just had it right. Our base setup's always good there, and other teams didn't, you know. And that was 
to me, that was evident the next week when everyone turned up with, with fast race cars and the gap was, was normal. You know, there wasn't really one. So, yeah, I'm not sure what happened the first week. I just think we nailed it. This is your 14th year full-time in the series. It's extraordinary to think of because you're still a young man. Yeah. And although you may not feel you are, <laughs> but your 14th year, and it's certainly the strongest start to a year you've had. What do you think different so much this year for you? Oh, I don't feel like anything, but, um, yeah, certainly I don't feel old either. Like, um, you know, there's always something to learn, and I always feel like I'm improving. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I think just always striving to be better and push push my own limits um, certainly certainly helps. But, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know why this year we're faster, but certainly, yeah, we have made some gains with the car and stuff, so it's probably helped. Did the change of engineer from uh, uh, Shippy to um, David Couchy did that make a, a, a massive difference? As, you know, that for you? Well, I don't think massive. Um, you know, I certainly miss miss having Shippy around. He's a great person and a and a great friend. But um, yeah, with Couchy, it's been it's been really good. And you know, um, his enthusiasm and how hard he works is is awesome. And it's really cool to see see that how passionate he is about it and you know um you know you got to celebrate celebrate your victories and when you're going well but how much effort he still puts in every week away at the shop and away from the track is is pretty impressive so yeah it's been cool cool to be a part of that but in some ways you know when when i was talking to shippy um you know when he was when he was deciding or thinking through a thought process for moving you know he he knew our chance this year would have been really hard hard to win. So, you know, I think in some ways he's a little bit gutted um, that he's not here part of it and until he looks at his bank account. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all have to work on the future, don't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not, um, I'm not angry, I'm not angry just... at him at all, but that's the reason why, why he went there. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, let's just digress slightly because your season started off very differently because you stepped back into your early days, that being open wheelers. And you had, uh, I mean, you had the weekend in the rally cars, the uh, Escort and then a, uh, a Mitsubishi uh, Mirage. And then the week out or so afterwards, you were into a, uh, a Tatus, a uh, Toyota in the Toyota New Zealand Grand Prix. Um, and you had one of those extraordinary Grand Prix, I think, that anyone's ever had in New Zealand, that being uh, a pit lane start and then going through to win it. You obviously had made the decision to go into that early because they came after you to, to join because it was not going to be an international Grand Prix. It was going to be a New Zealand one. You must have enjoyed it enormously, not just the winning of it, but the fact that you were so competitive right from the start of it. Yeah, it's a funny one. I actually hated the car. Um, it was. I was really excited to get into a single-seater again. I had fond memories of them and how hard and aggressive you had to drive, but in the amount of time I've been away, which, you know, it was 2007 when I last drove those cars, and, you know, they were high-revving, angry beasts, and, you know, very light. But now they're, it's, it was 150 kilos heavier and over a metre longer. So it felt like driving a touring car. It was super lazy, and, you know, the high speed was impressive, but, you know, it wasn't a raw beast like I hoped it would be. Um, you know, you had to drive it with a lot of technique and quite smoothly, so... It did probably 
uh, play into my advantage in some ways. But yeah, I wasn't. It wasn't what I hoped, and and I actually struggled to fit in the thing, which is, which is my problem. I was a bit too tall for it. Um, but you know, I I had to left foot break as well. I've never left foot break before, apart from apart from rally cars. And yeah, I um, it took me a long long time to adjust. You know, I was really off the pace on the on the pre pre testing, but um, stuck with it. And yeah, on the on the early days of the Grand Prix on the Friday, I was a little bit off as well, but yeah, chipped away and then in racing just had, had really good pace. But um, yeah, it was, it was very awkward to drive and, you know, the car was very top heavy um, because of the halo, the, the center of gravity was a lot higher. So they were, yeah, it was, it was quite different, but um, still, still a fair bit of fun. And, and to do that meeting, there was a lot of young kids in New Zealand with, with potential there was a lot of them in the race and then there's a few of the, the heroes and my mates as well you know there was murphy and chris vanderdrift and stuff and it was, it was cool to race those guys who i grew up with it was interesting uh, you should mention that about not liking the car because i vividly remember having conversations with kenny smith he has a similar thoughts to yours about driving it and talks about yeah. how much nicer his lola the t332 is which is ironic yeah. of course yeah, it was horrible. Um, and, and Murph and I, we could hardly hardly drive the car. You know, the steering wheel had to be so close to you because it had to be a certain amount of uh, millimetres away from the, the halo. So the steering was super close and you almost had to steer with your wrist. So it wasn't too bad, but, you know, when you hit a bump or something, you had no strength. Um, so I actually ended up running the rack they made, especially for the women's series, the W series. And uh, I got no issue telling people that I didn't. I didn't have enough arm strength, but you know the precision I had from the extra lock and stuff made up the difference. But yeah, certainly they're they're a weird weird car. Did it give you any taste to perhaps want to jump in the um, S five thousand and and compare the two, perhaps? Yeah, for sure. I'd love to love to do that, but. Um, Obviously, that's very political, so I'm not allowed to go and race those. That has been talked about, but yeah, I can't. I'm not allowed to race them. But um, I think, you know, one day, one day maybe cool, cool to go and have a stare. They look like cool cars. Well, whilst we're talking political, I know you watched the Grand Prix on the weekend. What yep. did you take out of that race? And uh, I, I want to follow up from a couple of different angles. So, what was your immediate gut feel when you were watching? Oh, I hope he was all right. You know, you saw the size of the impact and how fast he went off. The first thing was, you hope he's okay. <laughs> and then you learn later it was 51G and, you know, he, he's got quite a concussion at the moment. So, yeah, it was pretty pretty crazy. And then, you know, the group chat were in. He sent pictures of his helmet, like his helmet hit the wall. There's all the blue markings from the tire wall. Like, it's quite scary to look at. But, yeah, I was just, just thankful he's all right. But, you know, certainly didn't help the championship for him. No, and it was fascinating with the cars and their electronic system how long the officials had to wait till they could be sure that the uh, car was de-energised before they could go and touch it. But Max had already jumped out probably before it possibly was safe to do so. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand those complicated systems, but I think they've lost that motor as well, so they'll probably get a penalty for that down the line which is a shame you know it's, uh, that that accident's going to have a have a follow-on effect too what about 
the mindset when you watch the two in-car cameras and yep. you've been the guy leading, being challenged, and you've been the guy challenging. What was what would your mindset be in that similar situation or when you're in that similar situation? Oh, I think both guys were doing the same thing. They're going flat out trying to get the lead and, and get the position. And, um, you know, the, the, the accident, you know, was obviously penalised, but whether that was enough of a penalty, I'm not sure. And, and you know, uh, that's obviously a massive point of debate. But from both guys, you know, I think they were both, the racing was awesome, you know. Max gave him enough space and was pretty ballsy hanging on the outside and Lewis was making a dive up the inside to get the lead. I, I think that's awesome. And um, in the end, it was Lewis who, who made the mistake and, and understeered into the other car. So, yeah, it's um, it's just it's just hard racing and that stuff happens and, yeah, you want to keep seeing that. And one thing's for sure, people are going to be tuned into Hungary to see yeah. how it all plays out next time. Yeah, exactly. Makes us makes us more interested, doesn't it? On the subject of open wheelers, I mean, obviously you had a great battle over the last three or four years with Scotty McLaughlin, um, and uh, I know that you voiced your certainly disappointment that he wasn't going to be here, but also that you were looking forward to uh, seeing how he goes in Indy cars. Um, your thoughts on so far uh, his, his his success and uh, how he's uh, achieving what he is? Yes. It's awesome, and I think uh, he's a little bit of a victim of his own success early because, you know, it changed his expectations. Like, you know, he's been building up and getting further up the grid every time, but then, you know, you go and set a couple of good laps or you go and set, you know, second like he did at Texas, and all of a sudden your expectations change. But um, I think for the for the rookie year, it's been, been really good, you know, and you can see all the tracks he's going to for the first time, he's getting better throughout the weekend. Um, and, and, you know, by the time you've got up to speed in the race, you're stuck in traffic. So I think certainly the second year is going to be really, really good. But he only made one mistake, really, which was Detroit um, in, the, in the first practice. But other than that, it's been been awesome to watch. And, uh, you know, following his progress, and I, I watch most of those races anyway to watch 60 racing. So... Um, yeah, now having both. having been to the States on a few times competing, do you think that's something down the line that you'd like to try and do, go and have a, a go, have a test at least to start with an IndyCar? Probably not. You know, they go, they do some cool racing, but, you know, some of the, some of the racing uh, doesn't really interest me too much. But, yeah, like obviously selfishly you want to have a go, but career-wise probably not for me. You know, I don't. I don't really want to do that full time, but I certainly like America. The American style of racing is, is very good. They have a good attitude about it and, you know, they certainly enjoy going racing and, and uh, it's always a lot of fun whenever I've raced there. The people are really cool. So, yeah, I'd love to do more in GT stuff, but I don't think I'd, I'd live there full time. Realising full well that COVID is the restriction now on, on any of us moving anywhere, I mean, I'm sure you'll be looking forward to when you can get back home um, to see your parents and, and uh, reconnect over there. But um, have you still got the connections in GT that you could put that program together should uh, we open up again? Yeah, I'd love to, but I haven't really tried. You know, you just 
it's so uncertain. You just can't commit to anything. You can't even commit to anything in Aussie or NZ, you know, so it's just too hard. So the last couple of years, yeah, they've been a little bit um, lackluster in the other programs, but I don't mind, you know, the supercar racing is always and will always be the priority for me. But, you know, getting to do this other stuff is just fun, you know, and a, and a bonus. So, yeah, um, hopefully in future, but, you know, the way things are going, it'll probably still even be another year away. Putting aside as to who potentially it could be um, your uh, teammate in 2022, what do you look for from a teammate? I mean, you've been in uh, single car teams, you've been in larger, more than yep. uh, three car teams. What do you look for from your teammate? Um, oh, firstly, they got to be fast. Like, um, yeah, but I think, you know, the, the last teammates I've had have been, uh, hugely different and, uh, but it comes down to the team environment. Um, you know, certainly with Craig and Jamie, I've, uh, learned much more than any other teammate and, and had a lot of fun doing it. You know, they're both great guys, but, um, you know, coming in from a debrief and laying everything out on the table and being so open was a, a huge change from say Stone Brothers and you know talking about the car and what you expect you know you weren't ever hiding anything and um, you'll be a real team player and and it's been a it's been good to adjust that and it took me a little bit to open up in 2016 and talk about everything but certainly it helps the team in the in the long run and um, you know and even even though Jamie and I sometimes want different things from the car uh, a fast car is a fast car like if you got similar setups you're both going to be similar speed you might just have different ways of getting the time out but certainly you know you want someone but you know a good team player and you know always on it and always always fast and open coming from an environment like techno where you're in a single car team um and that you came second in the championship which which was unheard of uh, for a single car team to to achieve that um what you've achieved so far at Triple Eight, um, must have exceeded your expectations. Um, I don't know, not not really. I just probably had to deliver. Like I, I know that I'm in an opportunity and the best team in the in the field, and I have to perform and and do my my stuff. So, you know, if I knew if I worked hard enough at my craft and made sure everything was right, that I had every opportunity to be up front and. You know, I think every year since I've been at the team, we've been in the front front top three every every year and, and won a lot of races. So, yeah, um, the job, you know, it, it was all, all on me to perform. So, yeah, I've, I've had to definitely step it up and be better the last few years. Well, of course, last year was your eighth season in a row where you'd been in the top four in the championship. So consistency is certainly one of it, but speed and consistency is obviously a very vital clue into your success um just for a, a, a matter of a stat that i always like a good stat your winning ratio at the moment is 58 percent for this season 11 of 19 so congratulations shane it's been absolutely wonderful i'm looking forward just for a second if we can to gen three now you've already put out there a few of your views have you yeah. got a glimpse into what gen three is going to be yeah it's um Obviously, a touchy, touchy subject at the moment for anyone in the sport. Um, it's highly political, which I hate. Um, but you know, the potential is there for something awesome. There just needs to be, 
a bit more unification between the teams and the series and stuff. So yeah, I don't like I don't like talking about it publicly, but everyone's on the same page there. You know, we just need to need to put something together because it can and and probably will be epic. We just need to take the time, get it right, and stop stop trying to take the politics out of it. But that's racing sometimes, isn't it? Indeed, it is. Shane, I know that myself and many, many others, thousands of people around the world look forward to when you can get back into a GT car and wish you all continued success. Um, it's certainly wonderful to uh, to see the job you're doing. And, and as I talked about at the start of this show, uh, it was so wonderful to see you go up and congratulate Cam and, and the, the very heartfelt warmth that you showed him and how much you enjoyed that racing. Uh, Shane, you're, you're a wonderful man and I love the way in which you compete and have done right to when you arrived at 07 at Orham Park. Keep doing what you're doing and thank you so much for joining us on Inside Supercars. Thanks, Tony. Cheers, guys. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.